to a pick and roll to Thompson with a lay and counted and a foul. What do you know? Pick and roll, and it works for two. And Anna Carrico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup, and it's good. On a fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's going to throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan! Closing out the shortest month of the year. February comes to a close this week and a chance to have a lot of EMU sports on your plate this weekend on the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. Thanks for tuning in as always. Jam-packed show today, Kyler. Uh, you wouldn't have it any other way. Basketball in full swing, race to the MAC championship run in full force, and men's basketball doing their best to repeat last year's magic trying to sneak back into those top four <laughs> seeds after they did a year ago for a while you didn't know what was going to happen yeah. but all of a sudden they're kicking up their heels in fine fashion yeah and finding ways to win whether it was the western michigan game at home on saturday overtime thriller uh they had to come back it's marked two straight games that they were losing at halftime able to come back and win uh being able to beat the Mac West leader Toledo at home last Tuesday was great. And this Tuesday, a big one on the docket as Central Michigan comes to town. They're one game in front of Eastern Michigan in the standings and gives Eastern a chance to move into a tie with them and see what happens. You said it. It's it's deja vu all over again, as we like to say, is the record's the exact same as it was a year ago when they went on a six-game win streak to end the year. And so far, they've gone on a two-game win streak with four games to play. So we'll see what happens. It was a 22-0 run over Toledo that was the deciding factor for Eagles' victory on Tuesday's victory. And then it was a late-game heroics against Western Michigan when they found themselves down late to eke out a one-point victory. You would have thought maybe those roles would have reversed, but it wasn't. And instead of going full EMU of the current run, we bring back a good luck charm from year past mm -hmm. to talk on this podcast. Yeah, last week, uh, two weeks ago now, Tim Bond, a 2017-18 uh, senior and 2018 graduate, was in town. So we got a chance to talk to him. And he's now in the G League playing for the Rio Grande Vipers. And so cool to hear from him. Uh, he was back around, got to say hello to the team. Uh, and it, it was just great. A lot of people, big fans of Tim during his time here. He's one of the all-time greats when push comes to shove. So we're going to have a couple of uh, big-time basketball names on this podcast, which is always fun. But, uh, yeah, he was fantastic, and we get to hear from him later in the show. Fred Castro's team on the road on Wednesday night. They'll make the trip to DeKalb, Illinois, to take on the Huskies, who were able to nip Eastern in the first matchup earlier this year. And then they'll be back home on Saturday for Alumni Day, 2 p.m. against Central Michigan. The chips right now scheduled and lined in as an at-large bid for the NSA championship if it would end today. But it's more importantly a chance to, one, see Eastern at the home for just one of two more times in the regular season, as well as an opportunity for alums to come back with 26 already scheduled to come back. Uh, more you can hear from Fred Castro in our sit-down. And Miami Baseball on the slate as well. They continue their two-step through Texas. They're at Abilene Christian on Wednesday before heading down to Corpus Christi for a weekend set against the Islanders on Friday and Saturday. This is after they knocked off the Fighting Irish for their first victory of the year 
during the middle part of that set in San Antonio. So more to come on baseball next week when they're back at home for a few days before they head back out to Marshall for more coverage on that EMU Eagles all week. But it's championship season as well, and that only means the addition of track last week. Both runners, both teams coming up short of a championship, but a lot of runners with individual championships. And this week, another chance for EMU Swimming to add some more to their trophy case. Yeah, and we'll get a chance to sit down and talk with Tracy Martin later in the show and go over with the associate head coach. Just kind of the outlook for the championships. We'll look back at how this season has gone. It's another 8-0 run through the regular season schedule, 4-0 in conference play. They haven't lost a regular season meet since the opener last year against Kentucky, and now they're going to the University of Akron for the MAC championship. And we'll get to hear from her and exactly what to expect in this championship season. And it's also a purple out as EMU Gymnastics is home. That's a Friday night, excuse me. They are at home against Michigan State, 6 p.m. Start purple out in honor of epilepsy awareness. Come out free admission as the Spartans invade the Convocation Center on Friday night. Free admission for that. So a really busy weekend with uh, still not also figuring in there, rowing is in action <laughs> at the University of Alabama. So it may be spring break for some, but the work never slows. Yeah, it's nice there's all this going on and students aren't missing class. We love that, but doesn't mean we're not any less busy in our realm of the world. And she may be hanging out in Cancun this week, but we did put her to work before she left the country. Yeah, Peanut, uh, Nicole Remedios, sits down with Rajon Harris. Uh, Ray, as she's better known on the women's basketball team, uh, they share a commonality in, in their injuries. Their knee injuries uh, kind of knocked them out for this season. But Ray was great, and Peanut, as always, fantastic. So we get to hear from them. Um, it was actually after their home win last week on Wednesday. So you can hear some celebrating in the background and a lot of fun as always from peanuts gallery, a lot of fun from peanuts gallery, as Kyler mentioned, and uh, you too can have some right after this quick timeout back with more of the Eastern Michigan cider after this. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to candy cane wireless, your local boost mobile dealer and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Can Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. Our weekly chat with EMU head women's basketball coach Fred Castro. Their team coming off a one-in-one week. They'll be back at home this upcoming Saturday when they take on the Chippewas of Central Michigan. Coach, looking back the week that was uh, a win over Akron that started the week and a sweep of the Zips for the first time in program history in the season series. Hard to imagine that, but it was a game that your team really dominated the offensive and defensive glass. Yeah, it was nice to see the, the work that we put in in practice um, pay dividends in a game uh, when you win with a rebounding margin of 50 to 29 uh, that definitely says uh, you're you're doing something right um, defensively we were we were solid I thought our offense against Akron uh, could have been a little bit sharper but nonetheless we made the plays that we needed to uh, to to come out with the sweep for the year against Akron which is uh, 
uh, progress for us. Then you went on the road in Kalamazoo, and it was a game that both offenses were playing exceptionally well, and you look at what uh, your offense was able to do. First time this year with 20 points by two individuals. Uh, what was it able to do offensively in Kalamazoo that was the story? Yeah, I thought our ball movement was exceptional. Uh, we really executed the offense. We we al- allowed to make Western wrong on their defensive rotations. When they gave us something, we took it. Uh, I thought Courtney Lewis looked like the Courtney of last year where she was catching and shooting, catching and ripping and going, and she looked really comfortable. And that's, that's not the first game now she's she's done that she's kind of put two three four games in a row now where she's looked really good so we're, we'll need to continue to get that kind of uh, production from her and and that kind of really says when our offense is clicking on all cylinders Courtney tends to be one of those key um, stats for us so it was nice to see her get going a little bit it was another game that you go right down to the wire unfortunately this one went the way of the broncos but you get to those last second plays and last chance opportunities and uh, eventually those are going to start falling your way but also a good learning experience to take those final plays and opportunities right no question i mean you look at the last minute of the game we executed offensively pretty flawlessly we we got uh, two layups by d Uh, on play calls and that's progress we got the shot we wanted at the end of the game we just didn't make it Uh, to be honest with you I was a little bit surprised that D missed it Uh, that's really her shot I think she'll get that shot again later in the year and I'm confident she'll make it Um, and then you got to give Western Michigan a lot of credit they knocked down the shots late that they had to make and uh, they you know point blank out executed us in terms of our defense versus their offense which is disappointing because it was a one-point game with a minute and a half, and I think if we come up with a stop there the way our offense was rolling, I feel like we would have took the lead and, and kind of put it away. But uh, we, we had a mental lapse. We gave up a shot that we shouldn't have, and um, Western came out with a tough win. Just the way the basketball gods work sometimes. You you uh, have 50 rebounds against Akron, and the two teams don't even combine for 50 rebounds together at Kalamazoo and you look at that uh, a game that now puts you back in a position having to to battle to get that first round home game with teams still ahead of you remaining how does this put you in a position with five games to go well uh, I think uh, the rebounding is goes hand in hand with the amount of uh, missed shots Uh, we didn't force Western Michigan to miss a lot of shots and vice versa they didn't didn't force us uh, to to miss a lot of shots we shot 53 percent for the game and you would think anytime you shoot that high a percentage you're going to come out on the winning end Um, but we we really got to continue to uh, hone in our defense something that we've really kind of been able to be our staple for the year we've been really able to guard teams uh, consistently Western Michigan plays a little bit different uh, in terms of uh, how many guards they have out there and and, and that kind of bothered us a little bit um, but we still got to be able to expose it on the other end so we, we got to play better defensively uh, and, and then the rebounding margins have to continue to fall on our end trip this week to DeKalb on Wednesday, a team that was able to come back and get you at home in overtime, but a return affair to where you were able to knock off the Huskies last year and send your team on to Cleveland. Uh, A rematch with an NAU club that has won a few straight, but dropped one on the chin last time to CMU. 
Yeah, like most bat games, uh, you know, it, was, it came down to the wire. We went to overtime with those guys. Uh, I thought we had played three really good quarters against them, and they uh, they made some plays down the stretch to win the ball game. Uh, we we kept kind of giving them haymakers and hitting them, and and they kept standing up and punching back, and uh, you know, give Michaela Voigt, one of the elite guards in our conference. Uh, a lot of credit. She made some tough, tough plays. Uh, it's different when you're just watching them shoot a open, you know, uncontested three, but we couldn't have been any closer. In fact, I think we might have fouled her, and she still made it. Um, but those are all growing, you know, lessons for us. The thing is we need to make them teaching lessons for us. We, we can't uh, keep coming up on the losing end of those uh, opportunities, and, and I think – uh, there are things that we simulate and practice, and you can see the progress. You can see the evolution of our kids and the way that they talk and they communicate and how they're guarding certain situations, which is nice. Uh, we just need it to really play out in the games now and, and come out on the positive end. Saturday also flips the schedule over to the month of March, and it's a chance for alums who haven't been back to this program in a little while to come back, reunite with yourself and your student athletes and a good opportunity to re-embrace what has been a, a really strong history of Eastern Michigan basketball over the last 20 years. And I know you're excited to have a lot of familiar faces back on campus. No question. Last year, I thought we had a very successful alumni game, had a, a number of alumni here uh, that came for shoot-around, came for pregame meal and stayed for the game. A lot of them brought their families, which was nice to see. And uh, probably what's most exciting is we've gotten already a lot of RSVPs uh, and in terms of uh, people committing to come into that day and and you know this, the program has been here for so long the program has had so much success and the program has really put out some phenomenal student athletes here so it's exciting uh, to bring them back see their families and then let our players see uh, some of that tradition and some of the players that walked in the convo and played and uh, not even the convo but uh, both gyms you know where we're uh, teams did great things so we're excited to have them back and uh, I know our players are looking forward to get to know them as well. If somebody's listening and right now is an alum that wants to come back what are the things that they can look forward to on Saturday? Yeah I think uh, we're we're kind of an all opens door uh, day uh, so that they can uh, be part of shoot around uh, watch us continue to put in the game plan uh, that day uh, eat with our players for pregame meal uh, kind of get to tour uh, the new the locker room the ones that haven't been here already I like to sit down and talk and, and kind of catch up find out what they're doing where they've been and then obviously uh, catch an exciting home game here at the convo our crowds have been have been solid and, and we're, we're excited about that home court advantage uh, we played really well here for the, the majority of the year. To allow our alumni to come see that, uh, I think it's, it's an opportunity for they can come, see a great product, and go home excited and, and kind of reinvigorate that EMU pride uh, that they kind of started here as players. It's also National Women's in Sport Day, and there'll be four teams around the concourse set up to help uh, as well. Get your children in in the mood to play some sports, which will be ever good to get more of, in girls growing up involved in collegiate sports. Yeah, no question. You see, uh, you see how women's sports is continues to involve um, the ability of these young women to play uh, at a high level. Um, it, it's just phenomenal. Um, 
what the WNBA is doing. I think the the most viral thing that you've seen on social media lately has been the the young lady, the gymnast from UCLA. Um, so it's exciting to see um, how impactful those student athletes um, are to the younger generations. I have a 10-year-old daughter, so I see her face light up uh, when she sees these players and she sees um, these young women do incredible things. So um, it's it's fun to see the impact that uh, these student athletes have on, on younger kids. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Safe travels to DeKalb, and we'll catch up back with you on Saturday. Thanks, Greg. Welcome to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow. I have the pleasure of sitting down with associate head coach for Swim and Dive, Tracy Martin, ninth over all year as an assistant coach, second uh, year as the associate head coach. And uh, it's a big week for you guys, coach, because you've got the max coming up. What's your guys' expectation going into things? You know, I think it's pretty exciting to have your um, OSU meet go as well as it did and to build kind of off that excitement about that training, you know, has paid off and We've done a lot of things that we needed to do. Uh, got some great senior leadership and obviously Delaney Duncan and Nicole Schwartz going in there with a lot of experience. So we're expecting a lot of our upperclassmen. Um, really excited to get things started and kind of see where everything takes us on Wednesday night. Now the relays start Wednesday night and then the individual stuff kind of starts on Thursday going forward. When you guys are setting your goals at the beginning of the year uh, and then kind of checking things off as the year goes on, what is it going into this week that you're telling your team to you know, have them keep focused on what they're doing and try to bring a championship back to Ypsilanti? Yeah, I know. I, I think every year it's always to win the MAC championship is kind of what the focus is. Um, and I think at this point now we've done everything that we can and getting to the meet and just doing the best that we can, racing the way that we know we have, and kind of focusing on just ourselves is what we want the girls to really do at this point. Oh, and you said that Ohio State meet last weekend went really well. Uh, you had five girls race at their best. So how does that momentum go forward into this week of racing? Yeah, I think that kind of just gives the rest of the girls um, that are going to the MAC meet that excitement and that confidence that, you know, they are going to have some fast times, and those have been their teammates and their racing buddies the whole year. So to see them do, you know, lifetime best just gives you that confidence boost that you're going to get some great times as well. Now, who should we be looking forward to? You've mentioned a couple names already, um, but as we go through, we know we've had some NCAA qualifiers come out of this, even without the team winning. Uh, but who should we be looking out for as Eastern Michigan fans? We had definitely, obviously, Delaney Duncan coming back as a NCAA fourth in the 100 breaststroke mm-hmm. last year. We're hoping she makes another NCAA debut. Um, Nicole Swartz was really close last year in the mile, so she's going to have a great senior year. Um, We've got another senior, Emily Denoye, that's going to make a big splash for us, um, relying on some juniors of uh, Amelia Armstrong, Casey, and Claire in the backstrokes, going to kind of duel it out again. Um, And then we've also got some sophomores that haven't been to the MAC meet or haven't been scoring before that are this year, so it'll be their debut to kind of see what they've got and show us what what foot they can step forward and kind of set the, you know, pavement for what's to come for Eastern. Sure. And now, is there any pressure going into a meet like this that you went 4-0 in conference play this year, 8-0 overall? You only had one loss last year, and that was the very first meet of the year against, oh, nobody big, just the University of Kentucky. <laughs> um, so it's the conference schedule during the season you've, you've run through for two straight years now. Uh, does that add any pressure to you guys or the team going into this week? 
Um, you know, I don't really think so. Once you get to the conference, it's totally different scoring, so it kind of evens out a little bit more of what your depth is. So I think we're just, you know, hoping that we can get best times out of everybody and have a great meet and just really enjoy the whole competition and everything because they've worked so hard this season. So. Well, do you guys have any big plans going to Akron, a place you haven't been in a few years uh, to race either in a duel or otherwise? Any big plans for the team as you guys go over there? Uh, not really. Kind of um, tomorrow we'll get a nice feel for the water in the pool. They've got some new blocks and some stuff, so we're really excited about that. And, you know, anywhere there's some fast competition, there's going to be fast swimming, so we don't care what pool of water it's in, so we're ready to go. Well, Tracy, thanks so much for your time. I know it's a, a crazy week, but glad we could catch up with you before you take off. No Best of luck uh, to you guys and all the swimmers. Thank you so much. And divers. I don't want to forget them, divers, too, too yes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. That's Tracy Martin from the Eastern Michigan Swim and Dive team. We'll be right back with more Eastern Insider after this. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow, and I have the special joy of sitting down with NEMU alumni and basketball legend Tim Bond uh, back in town for a weekend here, and I got a chance to sit down. Tim, it's uh, great seeing you, one of our freshest faces who have moved on and continued playing basketball. Uh, Why don't you let folks know what you've been up to since you left here last spring? Um, I'm currently in the G League. I play with the Rio Grande Vipers. Um, It's the Houston Rockets G League affiliate. Everything is going good so far. Um, my coach is giving me opportunities to, like, to, I guess, highlight my talents and I can show them what I can do, show them that I can play on and off the ball, play different positions, be versatile. And that's just my main thing, going as a rookie, trying to prove myself that I can compete in this league. Well, in the league that you're in is an interesting mix of guys. You have people like yourselves who are fresh out. You have some others who maybe have – bigger names behind them that were top prospects who are trying to make their way and other guys who are vets uh, you know who have been around for a while what's that experience been like it's definitely an experience like I have a couple veterans on my team and I try to surround myself with those guys a lot so I can get some words of wisdom from them so basically I don't make the same mistakes that they did and I don't want to have to end up in that position where I'm saying I should have did this or I could have did that. So I just try to get knowledge from a lot of those guys and a lot of dudes from different teams. Like I done played some dudes that, like, I think the oldest dude I done played against probably Hakeem Ward. Mm-hmm. And I think he won the championship with Melo. <laughs> yeah, so I talked to him a little bit. Just talked to guys I know from basketball, some mm-hmm. dudes that's from the same city as me. Just always talk to them and ask them how they prepare themselves, how do they stay ready and how they keep interest in everything because everything can seem so repetitive and mm-hmm. you can lose interest really fast. But I just try to do anything to help keep me up, I guess. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And so talked a little bit earlier today, uh, you happened to be at the coaches' luncheon, but talked about one of the differences being guys are a lot bigger and a lot stronger. Definitely. What's been I mean, the biggest adjustments that you've had to make to your game? Because everyone, of course, remembers high-flying, running all over, getting the steals. Um, what have been some of the things that you've had to change since becoming professional? I definitely still do that. I try to be the energy guy. Um, I don't start, so I come off the bench, and I try to bring whatever spark we can to the team to help us make the lead better or even try to get us the league. And 
just changing my game from high school to college is very different. The game isn't the I won't say it's not the same, but it's kind of not the same. It's, it's different actions in the game. The paint is a whole lot bigger, which makes a very much difference in the game. And and it's more. I'll say this like when you get to professional, it's more like a player's game. So mm-hmm. everything is a lot of. It can seem like a lot of one on one. So if you're not ready, if you're not prepared, you can mm-hmm. get exposed out there because everybody can play. Well, you're averaging six points a game. rebounds, 3.3 assists, one steal a game. A lot of things that people pretty used to seeing that stat sheet. Maybe not the highest or the leader, but always up there and everything. What's been the adjustment? Uh, The G League is such a fluid league where you have teammates who might be there from the beginning and other guys who are down and back up again on 10-day contracts or from a different organization or maybe a couple organizations. Yeah, it's definitely different. From when I first came in from training camp, we – Everybody was new to me, and from training camp until now, it's probably only two to three people that's, that made it from training camp to now. So I didn't seen a lot of new faces, seen dudes get called up, and when people get called up, it's just opportunities for other guys mm-hmm. to try to showcase their talent so they can hopefully get that call up. But everything is – I'm really not any complaints about it. <laughs> everything is – everything, I guess I could say that. Yeah, and and the G League and NBA is different in general because of the way that your contract can be bought by anybody. It's not just your parent club, the Houston Rockets. Unlike in minor league baseball, you're owned by the parent club. In this, yeah, the Vipers are are the minor league team of the Viper or of the Rockets. But if the Lakers wanted you, they could call you up. Yeah, so I got told about that. So it's three different contracts when you're in the G League. It's a G League contract and Exhibit Ten. And it's a two-way. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the Exhibit 10, so I make a little more than the regular G League guy. So if an NBA team wanted to call me up, they would either trade me for somebody and put me on their team, or they could just sign me to a two-way contract or sign me to an NBA contract. And all NBA contract oversee the G mm-hmm. League contract. So whatever team wants you, they can come get you whenever. <laughs> well, tell us about how the living is, because obviously being from West Baltimore and mm-hmm. then being – here in Ypsilanti, being down to Texas, it's a whole different world. Man, it's love down there. The weather's lovely down there. <laughs> they have us in these nice apartments. It's two-to an apartment, so you get to kind of bond a little bit more with a teammate. And I bond a lot with a lot of teammates. Um, everybody's pretty cool, but at the same time, you still have to keep your focus because at the end of the day, everybody's there for the same reason, mm-hmm. to get a call up and go to the NBA because nobody wants to be in the G League forever. <laughs> Well, where you've been able to play at a lot of different places already, you got more places to go. Where's been a place that you've gone so far that maybe the atmosphere surprised you, and you know there are more people there, just a better arena? Was there anywhere that stuck out so far? Um, honestly, I think we had the best G League arena in for the G League because our arena's brand new, and most G League teams put their team in like a city where it's not so big because mm-hmm. a lot of money's not going to be made out of it. But in our city, like our fans really come out. We're in this city called McAllen, Texas, and it's basically right by Mexico, so it's a whole lot of Mexicans <laughs> down there. So when they see like people, like tall people like me, or they, they already know who you are. So, And we, we get a lot of fan support out from them. Like when, we, when I'm down there, get treated like I'm an NBA guy <laughs> down there from them. Well, so wonderful. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. When uh, We love watching the best part about the G League is that they're on ESPN+. Plus. So mm-hmm. just like Eagles fans watch Eastern Michigan basketball – 
We can also watch the Vipers play. Have you been able to watch Eastern Michigan this year? Yes, I always try to catch a game whenever I can if we're not playing at the same time. But I definitely try to keep up with my guys. I talk to a lot of the guys on the team during this season and try to motivate them, encourage them, and just try to give them tips or whatever I think that can help them. Well, this season has been a lot of deja vu from your senior season <laughs> with the way the non-conference went and then the conference play started almost exactly the same right. both times, two and three, and then <laughs> three and five. And now they're sitting here coming down the stretch run. What yeah. advice would you give to the guys going forward? Um, Just stay together. Just stay to the course. Coach Murphy wouldn't tell them anything wrong. So whatever he has for them planned, just, I guess just keep doing it and – do it more and more. And I'd say just keep everybody involved in the game. You see you got a hot hand, try to keep tone, but you still got to make sure other people on the team are happy. Mm -hmm. Like when I was here, I always tried to make sure I kept guys like James happy because James played his best when James was into the game. Mm -hmm. He was scoring, getting dunks. Always tried to get Elijah mm -hmm. an easy couple two to three threes at the beginning of the game because that helps him flow into the game more. Paul, I tell him just be a playmaker at times. You still can score. Sometimes just try to be that playmaker that they mm -hmm. need because everybody can score once yeah. you get to the next level. And most teams, they're looking for that guy just to be the playmaker, hit mm -hmm. open shots, and play defense. Well, the, you mentioned the three guys, the seniors, and this will be the last question, but with James, Paul, and Elijah, those are guys who are on preseason watch lists and have names and certainly have aspirations of playing at the next level. You're playing at the next level. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you see those guys being guys that you have to go against in the future, or maybe have on your same team? But you think like you've been been in it now. Mm -hmm. You think they got it? Yeah, I definitely think they got it. As long as they continue to work every day, they can definitely get there. Hopefully, they don't have to do my route. I always <laughs> want the best for them. So mm -hmm. if they can go draft it and go straight to the NBA, I'm all for it. <laughs> I won't be nothing but happy for them. And I get there one day, and we can play against each other. Oh, wonderful. Well, hey, Tim, thanks thanks for your time. It was great seeing you. Glad, Nice surprise to see you walking around today. <laughs> yep. uh, best of luck to you and the Vipers, and wherever you end up, keep thank us in touch. Yep, thank you. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Hey guys, this is Nicole Remedios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. Today I am joined with... This Ray was good! <laughs> Ray, you are on the women's... Basketball team. Of course. And what position do you play? I am a power forward. What is that to people who aren't familiar with basketball? That means I go strong, I'm big in the paint, and don't come in my area. <laughs> Boom! Get all the rebounds. All the rebounds. Push a little elbows. Little up. elbow. Yeah. All the putbacks. That's all me. And what class are you? I am a sophomore. A sophomore. So second year here. Second year. You got used to it freshman year. How has it been the transition of college basketball? After your first year, you get the hang of everything. You mm -hmm. know where everything's at. You know how everything goes, the plays. So it's just first nature. <laughs> it just comes naturally to you. Yes. Natural born talent is Ray. Yes. Basically, in three mm -hmm. words. I would describe you as that. <laughs> um, so where are you from? I'm from Euclid, Ohio. So, it's right by it's right by Cleveland. Oh, okay. So yeah. how, familiar with Michigan? Not too far, not too close? Uh from where I live in Euclid to Michigan is about about an hour. Okay, so not an too hour. bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. So you like being an hour away? Because I know some people are like, college, get me 
as far away as home as possible, but... Um, well, I'm just saying from, like, my home to, like, the border of Michigan. It's oh, about an hour. okay, gotcha. If you come a little further, it's about another hour and a half. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. yeah. That's nice, though. It's a good and distance. Yeah, though. how long have you been playing basketball? Probably since I was in the fourth or fifth grade, yeah. How, how come basketball? Do you try any other sports, or...? Actually, I was in. I was more into volleyball when I first oh, started, really? and I ran track. Oh, wow. Basketball was probably my last option. <laughs> I wasn't all into basketball like my sister and my dad. Yeah. And after I started playing, I scored my first basket. Everyone went crazy. I just I started to love it, and that's, that's when my awesome. love for basketball grew. That's awesome. Yeah. So you kind of found your way. Yep. A few tries at other sports, and then yeah, the love of basketball. Yep. And then Ypsilanti. Do you like? Ypsilanti? I like it. I actually like it. It's quiet. I don't want nothing too loud. Yeah. Like a big city or like a, with a big school like Michigan State. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Michigan State, but it's just. <laughs> this is like so homey. People it's homey. Yeah, yeah, this is homey. It's quiet. It's calm. And I can hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to do around here? Like outside of school, like favorite places to eat, favorite places to go? Um, Favorite place to eat? I love going to Los Amigos. Oh, so on, good. Especially on Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. We had um, Willie and. If you know who Willie is oh, on the yeah. football team. Yeah. He said he liked Maze better. Uh-uh. I had Maze for the first time yeah. last night. It, it's got to be. Mm-mm. I'm, and it's 50 right, more. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Right, right nope. there with you with Los. Los You get yep. chips and salsa. Keep them coming. Yep. Love it. <laughs> um, what about your favorite thing to do around Ipsy besides food? Hmm. What I like to do. I actually like to walk. Okay. I mean, I know I, I still have my injury with my knee, yeah. but ever since I've been able to walk, I, like, sometimes I'll just go outside, I'll walk around, walk around oh, yeah. campus. I'm, I mean, I know it's cold outside, but I... <laughs> bundle up a little bit. Bundle up, put my go. gloves on, my hat on, I'll just take a stroll. Cause, yeah. Like, I can just, I just like to walk and think. And, yeah, like, no. Think so, life, you mentioned yeah. your knee, how you tore your ACL. Mm-hmm. We're in the ACL crew together. We yes. see a lot <laughs> of each other in here. How's it been going? Like you said, you're able to walk, got it's off going, the crutches. It's going great, because... I, fit, I officially finally got my brace off outside and inside. And no one knows, but that's, like, the best feeling. It's amazing because <laughs> I hated that brace, and wearing it every day was so annoying. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, like, the best. Yeah, so it's going good, and rehab, it gets long, but... Oh, yeah, it gets tiring, <laughs> too. Yeah, of, of course. And what made you attracted to Eastern? Probably Coach and the girls because... Yeah. When I first, like, came here for the first time, it was during a camp, and, mm-hmm. like, Coach, when I first met him, he was, like, really nice, open arms, just telling me everything about the school. The yeah. girls were, like, all open. There, it was just, I just felt, I just felt Eastern. Yeah. It felt like family, so I came here. It was a good fit. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And you guys are looking pretty good this season. Yeah. Got a couple more games. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? Like course yeah make it to cleveland of course the finals i like it all right well thanks for joining me (laughs) i'm nicole medios and this was peanuts gallery thank you for listening to the eastern insider podcast you can find the eastern insider on itunes google play soundcloud stitcher and of course emueagles.com please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing until next week go eagles (laughs) 